Good morning and good afternoon, everyone. Depending on wherever you're at, the time is recording. This is episode 27 of the Restricted Zone podcast. And I'm with my fellow co-host with a special guest here today. Uh, Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, yo, what's good with you guys? Uh-huh, what's good? Chris, introduce yourself, man. What's up, how everybody doing today? Yes, sir. Uh, Mar, introduce yourself, man. What's up, how everybody doing today? Sir, we all here, man. Uh, Lodge, introduce yourself, man. What's up, everybody? Yes, sir. We got the guests coming back. Greg, introduce yourself, man. Yes, sir. What's going on, guys? Let's get, let's get it, man. Let's get it. So this is strictly basketball today, NBA. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about in the NBA. Uh, mainly, we're going to touch on the big three, Brooklyn's big three, KD, James Harden, and Kyrie. Uh, the first, the first bet of those three, well, necessarily was uh, KD and James Harden. They played against the Cavs. And uh, the first time, uh, Colin Sexton went off for 47. So, uh, and the Cavs won. A lot of people was just pretty surprised that the Cavs won. Uh, Colin Sexton had a great career. He had a great career night. Uh, all credit to him in the Cavs' offense, too. Uh, and then, had, and then supposedly, uh, they played again, and they lost. Again, Colin Sexton had another nice game, 27 and the Nets lost. This time, KD wasn't playing. James Harden and Kyrie were the two stars that were playing. So just from those two games itself, I just want to ask everyone, like, just give me, like, your thoughts on the big three so far. I mean, just your thoughts on the Nets, you know, losing to the Cavs twice and one of them being a career night for a young player like Colin Sexton. I mean, what's your thoughts on that one? Can I start off? Go ahead, Kyrie. So from the games that I saw with them, uh, well, the first game with Kyrie, KD, and James Harden all played together for the first time. I didn't have any problems with the way that they were playing whatsoever. They all were able to get their shots off. James Harden had a triple-double, so he showed that he was able to mesh in with them pretty well and get everybody else involved. Mm. My main issue was the fact that in a double-overtime game, the bench only scored 10 points. And you know what's something I want to throw, Kyrie? I think the Nets really regret giving them Jerry Allen. I, I think they, they I think they do, too, because it, it, it's just a, it's less of a paint defender. It's, another, uh, it's one less paint defender outside of DeAndre Jordan. Outside of him, they don't really have anybody that could guard the paint. So, and while in watching that game, Jared Allen, he was showing that he was he was a pretty good president. He played really good that game. So it was it kind of showed them right then and there, like what they were missing out on. And but my thing, my thing was back to Joe Harris in those two games. He only scored six points, four threes, and he shot like four for fourteen from three or whatever. And to me, he's supposed to kind of be that glue guy to where after like KD Kyrie. And um, James Harden got it going. He's supposed to be the guy they look to, to kind of to kind of alleviate them, to kind of come in, to come in, hit threes, and just score. Just give them another scoring option. That way, the game isn't super predictable going through those three. Even though they can get their buckets whenever they want. But that was my biggest takeaway from that game was the fact that their bench scored scored only ten points. They didn't play well whatsoever, and they they turned the ball over a lot. That's another one. That was another one of the big problems. So no, definitely. I'm, that's I'm all I'm all aboard with everything you just said, Kyrie. I mean, Chris, what's your what's your thoughts on the big three so far, man? What's your big thoughts on the Nets from those two games? Uh, Chris, just turn your audio up a little bit up. Yeah, that's better. You you're on mute. Yeah, go uh, ahead. they're fine with whatever that whatever they're doing. I mean, kind of like what Kyrie said, everybody really got their shots. Everybody's touching the ball. Everybody's doing their thing. That's that show. 
Defensively and defensively in the paint, because since they traded away Jared Allen, they really have one true big man now in DeAndre Jordan. And and a lot of times, as you see in the game, they like to go with a small ball lineup where their power forward center is Durant, Jeff Green. But against the against a team like Cleveland, just with trees like Jared Allen, Andre Drummond, Javale McGee, and Larry Nance, like that's not really going to work. And now, just looking how they did against Cleveland, even though I know it's their first week playing with each other. Um, you just got to think about how they have to look against a much better team because Kyle Sexton, he, give him all the credit in the world. He dominated just fine. But against somebody like, what's the, like I say, I guess I think a more playoff prepared team like the Clippers or just whatever they may face the Heat. Um, yeah, that's not really going to fly. And it's really the defense. Mine's the bench ones because. It's a regular season game, and they're still they're gonna be all right. But it's just the defense really needs to get needs help. They really need to work on their defense because that's what's lacking right now. No, that's absolutely. And I actually want to throw throw this out there too. So for the first time, the big three play against the Cavs. Everyone, uh, so Kyrie Irving had thirty seven points on for on for basically twenty eight shots. James Harden had twenty one points. He had a triple double. Kevin Durant had thirty eight. So I mean, you can say just based off that. I mean, it looked like it, it, it went pretty well for them offensively. I mean, Lodge. So what's your thoughts on the on the big three, like in the net so far? Everybody's points pretty much kind of lined up with mine. But I also do want to point out that what I said earlier about their eight man rotation. I, I knew that from the jump as soon as they made the trade. It didn't look right. But <clears throat> I also wanted to point out that it was just early in the season, so it was just like they things can happen either in their favor or not in their favor meaning teams can get better or they can get better along with them. So I feel like they have a lot of room to make improvements, but they have to make it fast before, like, you know, the, the pool gets dry and you don't have any, a lot of people to choose from. So, and also I want to point out is that they went up against the worst scoring offense in the league. Mm. They scored up, they put up 150 points. So it's just like, it's pretty much the main focus in and what, and what they need to work on. So that's my point. Definitely fair. I mean, come on, Magic. I mean, what what's your thoughts, man? That's your team. That's who you got going to the finals, man. Even though, even though that bench is a little scary for me, man. That bench is a little scary. That death. I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Magic? Um. Well, I'm gonna agree with everybody else, but I'm gonna say something different. Um, the Nets, what they're like, how Chris said when he said uh, Katie and Jeff Green, and when they played a four and a five. That's something like the Warriors were trying to do, but they at least had somebody that could protect the paint or could switch on to any ball handler at any time. This isn't the same type of this isn't the same type of team that can do that. And plus when Golden State was doing that, they could also put up 150 if they wanted to. This team, they still didn't figure it out yet. They still don't know how they want to run yet with all each other yet. So it's still early to me, it's just two games. I don't really look at it any type of way. It's just two games that they got to look at and get better at. But I feel like it's still early, so they're gonna they're gonna figure it out down the line. All right. So you you're not even worried about the, these two losses, you know? You just thinking, listen, uh-huh. it happens. Here it, it happens. It happens. You're right. It happens. All right, Greg. What's what's your thoughts on that, man? You think it's just one of those that happen things, or you want to put a little bit more more emphasis on this? Um, um, I uh, I think that 
I mean, honestly, when you got three snipers like Kyrie, James, and Kevin Durant, um, you know that they're going to figure it out offensively. And I, I mean, there's nothing that's been said that I would like disagree with. I think it's really just a matter of, for me, I think um, they need to get more health as a, as a big man from big men. So they need to pick up a big man. And I just noticed that there's like a lot of, there's a lot of uh, defensive mistakes that are being made throughout the course of the two games against the Cavs um, that I'm hoping will get fixed over the course of time. Um, because at the end of the day, it was either like rotation problems, like we saw James getting frustrated at a different point in time. Um, I, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking defensively, you know, with all the experience that those three guys have together, they'll be able to galvanize the team in terms of for them to strategically um, figure out the best defensive plan for them. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the things the, the things that my biggest takeaways are, you need a def- you need a, another big man. And I feel like they're playing. I just feel, for me personally, I just didn't think Kevin Durant, I just never thought in my wildest dreams that Kevin Durant would have needed to play 50 minutes against the Cavs. Well, you know I mean, I know, well, I know there's an overtime period. I know there's an overtime period. Obviously, that that changes the situation. But like, you know, what I'm saying, like, I'm just, I hope they they do a better job with that in the future. Like, they need to, they really need to work on their defense because this should never be a situation where a dude that's coming off an Achilles tear is playing 50 minutes against the Cavs. You know what I'm saying? Because then it makes you wonder, like. Because I'm just saying, like, I don't think that would have been a, as big of a thing. One, if Kevin Durant didn't have the injury, but two, if they weren't playing, if they um, weren't playing so poorly offensive, uh, defensively that they needed to keep their full-time starters out there full-time. I'm also very concerned about that just going forward because James Harden averages a lot of minutes. Like, he's like I think he's averaging the most minutes. Uh, well, he, he's notoriously averages, like, high minutes uh, every year in and year out, and that takes a toll on your body. So I'm kind of concerned on like that, like what the minutes um, per game will be for. I know Kevin Durant played in this last game. I'm talking about the game a couple of days ago, but I'm just saying like I'm I'm concerned that it, in situations where it's like a shootout and your defense d- defensively they're not slowing teams down. That's gonna have the big three out there more often, and it could lead to another potential uh, like injury for the team. That's what I'm most concerned about. No, that's definitely sound. I agree with you 110%. Definitely sound. All right, so, so far, everyone's uh, not really – I mean, all, all all credit to the Cavs, especially Colin Sexton. I actually want to ask your thoughts on Colin Sexton. You know, he came in the league in 2018 and the 8th. Uh, he's facing some kind of – he's facing some early criticism, you know, due to him not being a, a real point guard, him passing the ball. He kind of struggled with that. What's your thoughts on Colin Sexton so far? Because he's having, like, a, a good year so far. What's your thoughts on him, man? So, I uh... – so we were talking about this earlier, Colin. I, I'll say it again. He he proved like a lot of the things that were his weaknesses coming out of Alabama. He kind of he you could tell that he went out and worked on those. Things. One of those main things being the jump shot, and right. he went like five for eleven from three. And his his strokes been looking smoother, like a lot smoother the whole season. So I could tell he's really putting a lot of work on that. But even getting his guys involved, which was another like another main weakness, because he he's a guy that can get tunnel vision a lot. He he gets hot and he wants to score the ball. He's not really looking to get too many other people to evolve consistently. This was him starting off, but now you just see him kind of uh, deferring to other players and keeping the turnovers down on top of that. So it shows you that he's working on his efficiency too. So if he can continue on this trend as being just a more efficient 
a more efficient player, especially if he's going to be playing two guard um, alongside Darius Garland when he comes back healthy. I think he's going to be – he's soon going to insert himself into a top point guard uh, conversation in the next couple of years. Mm, definitely. So, I mean, so 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 does anyone else have any thoughts on, on Colin Sexton before we move on? No? I mean, no one else? we saw him doing this last year, so I, I'm not really surprised by this. I mean, the 42 output I'm a little surprised about, but the fact that he's improving, I'm not surprised about that. Right. All right. So moving on to the next topic, we talk about another young player in the league. Uh, he just recently got drafted, Lamella Ball. Uh, so far, he's he's doing really well. And uh, as a rookie, he's like he's the number one rookie right now. Uh, he leads the rookies right now in points with 154 points. Uh, he leads the rookies in rebounds with 90 rebounds or more, 82 assists right now, 21 steals. Uh, so far, Lamelo's. Uh, I think everyone uh, can agree Lamelo's playing uh, really good, or at least above you know what everyone else thought. Everyone thought he might struggle with it a little bit. I mean, but he's playing so well that Gordon Hayward, his teammate, uh, compared Lamelo's game to Russ and uh, Luka Doncic. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? You think that's a pretty fair comparison, or you think it's just kind of ridiculous? I mean, who who wants to open that? One wants to start that off. Well, I'll start off. So, um, I don't, I, I don't dive too much into that comment because I feel like it's just Gordon Hayward being a really good vet to uh, to his rookie. He's Trying to get his rookies confidence up by placing his name in the in among the names of players like Russell Westbrook and uh, Luka Doncic. Play style wise, I don't I don't really see the Russell Westbrook uh, comparison, but Gordon Hayward plays a lot more Lamelo Ball than we do, or that we see. And like he practices with them, they had training camp together, so he obviously gets to see a lot more Lamelo Ball than we do. But I do like the Luka Doncic comparison because even though he hasn't shown to be that level of a scorer yet. He still has that same poise and that same confidence and that same playmaking ability and just the ability to make his like guys around him better and elevate their game, kind of like Luka Doncic has, and he's had that since he came in the league too. So I do, I do like that. Uh, do I do like that comparison? It's it's really big shoes to fill, but I really think it's just Gordon Hayward being a good vet and trying to give his rookies some confidence. Yeah, that's pretty sound. I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? You think that's the case too? I mean, it better be the case because. <laughs> I don't agree with that take at all. I mean, not at all. I mean, I can I say I think he said it just in the sense that he can see Lamelo that he can kind of do it all, which I can agree with. But come on now, I don't, I don't see I don't see Luca. I don't see like a Luca Doncic in this game. Well, that I definitely don't see Westbrook. Yeah, I, the wrestle one really threw me off. I don't know, it threw me off a lot. I mean, Lodge, what's your thoughts on that one? You feel that's you know spot on, or that's just ridiculous? Yeah. Uh. You kind of just got to take it with a grain of salt. I look at it more as, I guess, because I want him coming into the league and seeing his older brother <clears throat> coming before him, I noticed that they know how to just play the game of basketball. So even when they're not scoring the ball, they still play a, play a factor whenever they're on the court. That's so that true. instantly just gives him an advantage with both of them. But with LaMelo, I feel like his scoring potential is a lot more, I guess, you can believe in it a lot more than Lonzo as of right now. So. And he was just already the natural scorer and uh, already better than his brother. So I feel like, I guess, him comparing him to those type of caliber players just shows you, I guess, it's probably just expression his, his, his kind of a potential or his ceiling right. more than anything. Okay. All right, Mar, what, Magic Mar, what, what's your thoughts on that one? Um, Just like everybody else said, but I'm going to lean some more Kyrie when he said, uh, LaMelo has the poise 
of when he's not even scoring or anything, when he uh, just has the confidence to go have trust in his teammates and let his teammates do his thing because he knows he's going to get his, depending. You never know where he can get his from. He could shoot and he can finish. But I don't really see um, Westbrook's play style, but I guess he said it just because he can score, rebound, and pass the ball. So, I mean, basically he's just putting his name out there and basically just telling them what he sees. But the play style, I don't agree with it at all, but that's just my take on it. Sounds fair. I mean, Greg, you got – you got right, yeah. Listen, you listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I think – I think – I think the um the Luca comparison accurate. Love it to the, like I think it's I, accurate. Like well, how accurate? Okay, okay, okay. Wait, wait. Let me let me break. He's not on the same level as Luca, but I'm saying in terms of potential. Right. In terms of potential, I'm not saying like he's Luca right now. I'm saying accurate in terms of if we're looking at a player and we're saying he has the potential to have a lot of Luca, uh, Luca's um like um I'm saying accurate in terms of. Uh, his ability to shoot the to get better for, at shooting the basketball and uh, assists. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think that if we're making a comparison, if that's what they were he was trying to say, then fine. You know who the better comparison than than um than uh, Russell Westbrook is? Uh, well, y'all hear me? I hear you perfectly fine. Go ahead, Chris. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. I was gonna say I was gonna say. So I think it's I think it's Luca. But I don't think it's Russ. Y'all ready for this? I'm, I got a better person in mind. Oh, I man. think I think it should be if he's a combination. Oh man, who of Luca? Uh huh. And Benjamin Simmons. Benjamin oh, Simmons. Ben Simmons. <laughs> I, I Drunk. And Ben Drunk. Simmons. Drunk. Now, <laughs> Drunk. Bro, who is more wait, of a wait, triple wait, double wait. machine than Ben Simmons? Wait. What? Hold on, say, please, Greg. Wait, Greg. Mario. Wow, you just why say Jokic is a triple double machine over. Okay. Oh, he is. He's after a triple double machine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, okay. yo. All right, fine. This year, you, you this never year, fail, bro. You never this fail. Year, bro, this you year. never fail, bro. You never bro, fail. Bro, this year. This year, yes. Bro, this year, yes. But Ben Simmons. Bro, the bro, bro, the brother is a walking triple double. Wait, player. wait, Melo. I mean, wait, Greg. So you said Ben Simmons. So why Ben Simmons and Lamelo? He's like Ben. Huh? You <laughs> compared to Ben? We don't play defense like Ben. We're close to Ben. Okay, I'm saying Ben Simmons primarily because of his ability to get the triple double on a in on a night in night out basis. Plus, I think there's the uh, I think that he just the doctor's twice then. Huh? The bitch is called Luka Doncic twice because Luka can get a triple double whenever he wants. That's yeah. fair. Okay, that's fair. But here's what I think that when I think about Ben Simmons' situation in Philadelphia, it reminds me of um, of Melo's situation early on with the Hornets. Because here's the thing: Lamelo, like Ben Simmons, like they impact the game in multiple ways, right? But when Ben Simmons, the thing I learned from watching Ben Simmons play the Celtics last night was that when Ben Simmons puts his stamp on the game, even though he has Joel Embiid, the Joel Embiid is a monster. If Ben Simmons puts his impact on the game on top of Joel Embiid, the Sixers are, 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 are takes the, it takes the team to a new level. So, boom. Now I look at LaMelo with the Hornets. Obviously, I, I forget, Gordon Hayward 
is the face of that team right now. And the, I'm not saying Gordon Hayden is like the. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't think the Hornets even have a, a face. Of, if anything, it wouldn't be Gordon Hayward. I would kind of lean. You don't think it's Gordon Hayward on the team? The money they pay Gordon Hayward, he is. Yes. The, what are you talking about? Yes. The money they pay to Gordon Hayward, he is. He's he's the dude that that gets the. I think he's the he's supposed to be the the vet leader of the team. Gordon yeah. Hayward is is, the, is supposed to be the brother that kid that gets you offensive and defensive production, uh, night in and night out. But when Lamelo puts his imprint on the game, he can take that team to another level. That's my personal opinion. That's why I think Ben. That's why that's my correlation between Ben and and Lamelo. Now I know y'all gonna I know y'all gonna have pushback. Okay, I just want to say before y'all say it. I, I, I stick to my comments. Y'all can't change my mind. God bless. <laughs> I'm not supposed to change your mind, but all right. Okay. Stop drinking hate before the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um wait, all right. So since Greg made his NBA comparison, I mean, so what what NBA player would you compare to uh Lamella Ball in your guys' opinion? Like what what NBA player would you compare Lamella to after watching them play so far? It's a little bit early in the season, but just what's thoughts? I, I always find it hard to compare him to somebody because he he has like a, a rare blend of talent and size that we we don't see normally in the point guard the point guard position uh, until like the past couple of years. But uh, the comparison I've seen that I always like kind of lead towards was Sean Livingston with a jump shot. Okay, I mean tall. Sean Livingston was about six seven. John, he just could have shoot to save his life. But Sean, he, yeah, I like that Sean Livingston comparison actually. I do. Players involved. He had a good mid-range jumper towards the end of his career when he won three chips with uh Golden State with the go to with Golden State exactly. But he he could get players involved. He was a good rebounder. He was a pretty good defender. So I think that's Lamella Ball. I, I'm almost 100 percent sure he's sure he's going to be a better overall player than Sean Livingston. But as far as just play style and skill set, I'm gonna go with that Sean Livingston with a jumper. All right, I, I like that. I what about take. Take. What happened? I got my take. Oh, what's your take on that, uh, Mar? What what, what um, I'm going to say Steph Curry. Whoa. Wow. Huh? <laughs> I know, but listen. But listen. Okay, so look, Steph Curry is one of the most selfless superstars. Okay. Steph Curry is one of the most selfless superstars in the league. Right. So, so he's willing to give the ball up and get his teammates involved because he knows he's going to get his. And that's what LaMelo does. And plus, they're both combo guards. LaMelo's just taller. So you saying just intangibles, not necessarily like, you know, just intangible wise. And he can shoot. He can shoot like Steph. I'm not saying he is Steph at shooting, but I mean like he like couple a couple feet behind the three, he's he's still dangerous. Hmm. I see exactly where you're coming from, Mark. I think uh, you know the I think it's just Steph Curry, just that type of magnitude of of a comparison. Uh you know, I see exactly where you're coming from, though. I, I just didn't think it's never thought about stuff. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, that kind of took me back. That that was that was yeah. He surprised everyone. That was different. That was really different. Uh, all right. So so far, we go on to the next topic. This is a big one. It's been a, uh, it got some controversy, big controversy. Some NBA players right now, you know, are getting a lot of uh, pushback on it. So I'm sure if you guys haven't, uh, Shaq. And uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, it was an interview after the game, the Jazz won, uh, and Shaq gave some comments that, you know, uh, they weren't too pleasant to hear. And, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell uh, took it. He took it well. He seemed to take it well. It wasn't that much. But uh, a lot of people had pushed back to Shaq. 
and a lot of like the older cats inside the NBA, you know, when these guys are tired, you know, a lot put back. And but you got a lot of people who are saying, you know, this is how the old heads back in the day, they they little they put a fire in the young guys, you know, get them get them more hungrier. You know, that's some people's uh takes on that, uh, in response to Shaq, defending Shaq. So it's like, you know, both sides are 50-50 on this. I mean, what's your thoughts on, on that one? I mean, what's I mean, Greg, what's your thoughts on that between Donovan Mitchell and Shaq? Who what who are you standing uh, with that one? Well, I actually watched that entire, like, John, like, I was watching the game, and I was watching everything that was said, and it's crazy because Shaq, the thing, the different, I thought the crazy thing was people are coming after Shaq, but um, from your question, it, 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 I, don't, I don't know this for sure, I'm just taking what you're saying, but it sounds like people are going after Shaq for what Shaq said directly to Donovan Mitchell, but I was watching them talk about Donovan Mitchell and to be honest, I thought Kenny the Jet Smith and Charles Barkley was saying more shady, was saying more like, was more headstrong about like how he needed to like be, like he's not like someone that like can take you to a championship and how he's all offense and no defense. I got more of that impression because they were saying more of that uh, like when they're off air, like when they were in the, like the, the booth, um, like the, when they're in the studio talking, than Shaq was, but Shaq just said it to his face more when in the actual like um interview. You know what I'm saying? So I just thought it was crazy because we met we met at Shaq, but Shaq at least had the 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 guts to say it to the brother, whereas Charles Barkley and and um Don and um Kenny Jet Smith wasn't gonna say nothing at all. That's my first thing. That's the first point I wanted to make. Second point I wanted to make is I think it was it's kind of just like what you what you were saying. I think at the end of the day, um they like what they were saying was true because at, um I was listening to what they said and they what and what they uh what Kenny Just Smith said in particular that really made me agree with him was that in any other year we would not care what the Utah Jazz is doing. I'm sorry. I'm not when the Utah Jazz were 50s and and 60s. I'm not watching every Utah Jazz game that I can. I'm not watching Utah Jazz clips throughout the season. You know what I'm saying? I'm really waiting till they get into the playoffs to really dissect their game. The Utah Jazz right now is a top three team in the league, in the, a top three seed in the Western Conference, excuse me. Like, that's surprising in itself. They're on a seven-game win streak right now. They're getting buzzed. So when you're at the top of, the, of, of a conference or towards the top in a conference, guess what? Your game is being dissected more. Guess what? You're, that means that opens you up to more criticism because now people are looking at you with championship aspirations as opposed to in years past. So – I think the criticism, we could we can debate about the criticism because I think the criticism, the main takeaway was they were saying basically he was all offense and the brother could barely uh assist but like I think in his four year career he only had one game where he at, where he had ten assists in a game. No, that, um, that's pretty fair. Actually no. actually I actually wanted to throw this out there though, and I, I don't know if for some of you guys who might be leaning Towards uh, the other end, LeBron had some real strong words. He said, there's a difference between constructive criticism and self-hating. I've seen it both ways come my way, mostly the hate. You can hear it inside the delivery. So I don't know, like, what do you guys taking? Do you think Bron is kind of going against Shaq on that one? He's kind of saying Shaq was kind of self-hating on Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Kyrie, what's your, what, what's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, so I, I, I do feel like Shaq was self-hating in a way because, like, Donovan Mitchell's still a really young player. He he's not he's not like he's a vet that's been bringing the scenes to the playoffs and they just haven't been doing anything. Like he's he's only in his fourth year, and when he says he doesn't feel he doesn't believe Donovan Mitchell can elevate his game, I 
I, I can rebuttal against that because we we seen them do it in the playoffs uh, this past this past uh, postseason. Even though they didn't win, they took the Denver Nuggets to a seven game series. He he boosted the scoring up from twenty three points a game to thirty six points a game. He averaged five dimes and five boards also. So if that's not elevating your game, I don't know what is. And if I'm not mistaken, that same game where they had the post interview press conference, the Pelicans were leading most of the game or the majority of the game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. And he was a big part of the reason that they came back. He dropped like 36 points. I mean, Greg, Greg had Greg had watched the full game. Could you testify to that, Greg? Like, was that really the case? I laid the whole game. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, that, that was the case. Uh Pelicans came out hot and was shooting crazy from three. Um, and then over the course of but over the course of the game, the uh the that he was a huge part, like Donovan Mitchell was a huge part of the reason why they won that game in the second So half. Kyrie, I mean, back to what you were saying. That's what I'm saying. He played at a really efficient game also. He shot 11 from 19 and hit six out of eight threes. And when people – and I, I can understand the defense thing, but at the same time, Donovan Mitchell, he kinda, he's kind of undersized for the two uh, for the two guard position. He makes up for that with his length. So there's going to be times where he gets taken advantage of by a bigger two guard or he gets blown by. Like, that's that's okay. But my thing is the Utah Jazz as a whole are like – I think they're like a top three defense in the league right now. That's a big part to really go bear. But defense is a team thing. You don't, you don't become a top three defense just for one big man anchoring the paint. And he's the only reason why. No, it's 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 a team effort. So I I had to like I, I disagree with Shaq totally. I feel like Donovan Mitchell definitely has what it takes to take it to the next level and be a top shooting guard in this league. He's still young. He just there's just minor things in this game that he needs to work on. That's all right. So you think soft hating from Shaq? All right, soft hating from you. I mean, uh, so what's your thoughts, uh, Lodge? You think that's soft hating from Shaq? Or you just think he he's trying to light a fire under him? Uh, I pretty much agree with Kyrie, but I do also feel like, in a way, uh, coming from Shaq, I guess that's probably a little bit of kind of throwing a little edge on him and see and see and see how he responds. And I kind of can respect that, but I feel like there's there's also ways you can do that. And I don't think you should do it on live TV. But I think you would do that like mm. and, and to add on to that, when Shaq does call out players, we've seen him call out Dwight Howard since he was in since he was in uh, Orlando for not having a post game. He called out Rudy Rudy Gobert for being uh, for getting paid. And he doesn't he obviously he didn't think he deserved that contract. Same thing with Pascal Siakam, which was the criticism was there, like needed to be there because he got paid and didn't show up in the playoffs last year. But we see like a common trend, a trend of Shaq where he's criticizing players. But to like to me and those guys I just named, it doesn't seem like constructive criticism. It's right. just like, oh, you can't do this. So you don't deserve that. Oh, you, you, you can't you can't uh, you're, you're not a real big man. You don't have a post game. You can't go out there and get your own bucket. But it's like he's comparing them to him and it's like. We all know it's yeah, not everyone right. You can't yeah, compare. Not everybody, Shaq, not everybody can be you. If that yeah. were the case, like LeBron would be comparing himself to all the other small forwards in the league. Right. Like, I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're saying that, and don't get me wrong, I definitely do agree that Shaq, um, it's, but I don't think that Shaq is saying, is not saying anything that he hadn't had to deal with when he got, when he was in their, at their point in their league. Because at the end of the day, Shaq was getting swept at different years. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like he was not hearing criticism. And Shaq was able to – I think Shaq's philosophy is when I was at, when I was going through it, yeah, I was a superstar. Yeah, I was getting making a lot of money. But people were criticizing me in that field. And I took that, and that fueled me to become dominant and get those championships. So now I'm at a point where it's like, yeah. And at the end of the day, like, it depends. It's a case-by-case basis. I think there were certain moments when with the Dwight Howard, he was straight up just hating. 
Because I think with all the Superman stuff, you know, Shaq was that. He had just retired. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, you don't like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's definitely hating. The drone with JaVale. Good point. With, with, with JaVale McGee, that's another example. I'm not going to hold you. I got personal. I was just hating. I can't lie to you. Like, what JaVale McGee do <laughs> at the end of the day? Like, why is he every year on Shaq in the Fool? I understand he has some questionable content on the internet. But at the same time, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, if their mom got involved. Like, it was weird. But, like, sometimes I think he's just I, – I think a lot of the time Shaq is really just giving up, like, he's just giving his straight-up opinion of the player. Like, for years – like, I'm like – y'all know I'm a huge Sixers fan. I hear Shaq tell – I hear Shaq every year say Joel B needs to have more of a post-game presence. He needs to average 28 and 10. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this, that, and the third. Like, you need to take it to the less, next level. Like, he'll say that. You know what I'm saying? And I respect Shaq because at least – it's not something that he will, he'll, he'll cower away from when he sees the player. Like, he'll say it to his face. And guess what? You know what I'm saying? Joel Embiid, and people are talking about Joel Embiid as an MVP candidate this year. You know what I'm saying? You don't think the, the way he was hearing from Shaq motivated him to get better? At the end of the day, like, he's a, Shaq is a legend. And he can say what he wants to. And I, I personally believe he well, wouldn't, I mean, he wouldn't I mean, say those the, things. He wouldn't I say mean, those things if he didn't, wasn't hearing them when he was at his point, at the early points of his career as well. Well, I mean, he could say whatever he want to say, but that doesn't mean just because he can say whatever he want to say is is just truth in it. Because, you know, a lot of times what Kyrie pointed out, you know, it's not really constructive criticism. It's just, oh, because that person player couldn't do that. He doesn't deserve that. I mean, to but, a certain extent. But Shaq gets paid by TNT to give his opinion. So when he gives his opinion, now we get mad at Shaq for giving his opinion. You know I'm not I'm really. I'm not. Listen. I'm. No, I'm not. I'm not saying you personally. I'm not I'm not, I, I was. I felt some type of way about the delivery. Delivery. Okay. I respect. I respect. Yeah. I respect that. Elijah pointed out something as well. It was on. I respect live. that. Like, I mean, Chris, what's your thoughts on that, Chris? Like, what's your thoughts on that? I didn't see nothing wrong. You see nothing wrong with it. Ooh, he see nothing wrong with it. No, now, not one thing. What's wrong? What is wrong with it? He didn't say anything for real. That's what I'm saying. Like he didn't say. Gonna, he didn't say. I'm anything. not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. My fault. No, no, it's cool. I got. I'm gonna just finish off. He really did not say anything when you look at it. He he just basically said he has superstar ability. He, you have superstar talent. He just always take it there. What is what is hating about that? What about that is hating? Okay, if you didn't want to say, I think Donovan Mitchell's been proving it wrong though. He only proved it wrong in oh. one series last year. <laughs> he only started playing like a superstar in the in the once in the first first round series last year. So what is be- so what was wrong? With what he said? I'm saying, bro, you when you you're telling a player that you he can't take it to the next level. I feel like you're questioning their development. And like, who is he can't take it. He said he hasn't taken it. Say again. He said he never said he couldn't take. it. He just said he hasn't done it. I'm pretty sure. No, what Shaq said verbatim was, I said tonight that you were one of my favorite players. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shaq Shaq said verbatim. Yeah, Shaq said verbatim, I said tonight that you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose because I wanted to hear you. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? That's his exact word. And all I'm I'm saying to that is, there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's an irrelevant comment because I think Donovan Mitchell has all of it. If anybody has what it takes as, out of the, all the young stars in the league, Donovan Mitchell got what it takes to elevate his game. And, it, and we're seeing it right now. Like uh, like Greg stated, they're number three. They're number three in the West right now, the Western Conference. And we all know how hard it is to make it out of there. And it's still early in the season or whatever, but who knows whether, whether or not they'll be able to maintain it. If he is, Jack might be eating his words. But my, my whole thing is, he though. Just, but I'm saying Donovan just started playing like this. So what's wrong with what he said? What do you mean by that, though? 
Because he was playing like this when he swept Russell in there. At least 20 points with like three, four. He was playing like a superstar against Russell in them? Yes. He swept them. I'm not going. He didn't sweep them. They, 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 they won a six games. They won a six games. They won a six games. Let's not say he swept them. He didn't right. swept right. He swept somebody in the series. I don't, I don't know. He, I don't recall that at all. He never swept somebody in the series. I can say okay. that. I, I, I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's a sweep. Yeah, I, I don't think that was Mitchell. I don't think he but, saw Jack. But he played great in the series. But superstar, I wouldn't say. Yeah, he did. Uh, I'm not, not going to lie to Kyrie's gonna... point, though, he's improving, though. So this is like, great, but, why great. say that when, when he's been improving from no, like, but since he got in the league? I think, I think, his, I, I think the criticism is we're saying that he's developed. This, listen, at the end of the day, my, my perspective is how are we going to hate on people? I'm not going to lie. Name an athlete. There literally have been people that have said these things about the athlete at certain points. Shaq just had the ball to say it to the man's face. So why are we like that's what I'm saying? Like you trying to tell me you think what Michael Jordan like let's say you trying to tell me you don't think no one has ever said what Shaq said about uh uh Donovan Mitchell about LeBron at any point in his career about uh Kev, like Kevin Durant or Michael Jordan like Shaq is just saying it to the brother's face and I was there when he said it I didn't hear it with a tent of with a um with a matter of, like, he was trying to, like, be rude. Like, he said it very calmly. And then when Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell's response was, he was like, okay, I've been hearing that my entire life. He literally, he literally was like, okay, I've been hearing that my entire life. And you know what Shaq said? Shaq was like, all right, that's what I love to hear. That's what I wanted to hear from you. I wanted to hear, like, I want to I wanna motivate you. Like, that's what I wanted to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a, uh, uh, I can say personally, like, you, if this is Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, no, nah, Shaq is just hating. But I think in this situation, I think Shaq is literally just being like, yo, bro, like, I don't think that you're at a point right now. You've, you've been in the league for four years. You're a shooting guard, and you only have one tennis game in four years. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I think he's trying to say, Shaq is just trying to say, in this type of league, especially when you're the main offensive threat on your team, you have to do more than just be able to score. You have no, to that's... And and that's wait, Greg. Hold on, sir. I just realized we didn't even let Mar get a chance. Mar, what's before you read swing it back to you, Greg? Mar, what's your thoughts? You think that's self hating uh, from Shaq, or you think that was just well constructive criticism from Shaq? What, what's your thoughts on that one, uh, Mar? I mean, in this point of age, to what Shaq said, if somebody was to say that to me, I'd probably do it because I watched the whole the whole game and Donovan Mitchell did his thing. He he was cooking. He did everything he had to do for his team to win. So. In this day and age, if somebody was to say that to somebody, like just how plain Shaq said it, because you can't really call it constructive criticism because he didn't criticize him. He just said his opinion. He didn't criticize his game to where it's like, it's like for you to get better. He just said something and then it was it. So if it was me, I would have just been like, oh, okay. Like, like, what do you want me to say to that? Like, what, like, what, what, what do I have to say to you? Or what do you want me to say to you? So it's like I feel like you're on my side, or it's like for you to get for you to make me better. It's not like he said, uh, like you don't have a jump shot, you um, you don't do this enough. He just said his opinion and it was just flat out. So it's just like, okay, I hear you, but I don't really I don't care. Not I'm not paying you any mind. I'm gonna just keep doing what I'm doing. So it's like that that's just how I, I look at it. And to Mars' point, when you make a comment like that to somebody with like no substance or no like other context behind it, it, it if somebody were coming to say that to you, like in person, I feel like yo, I'm they hating, like they like like what was that? 
but I like so he didn't he didn't give any specific reasons why he didn't give him anything that he might have wanted to work on or anything like that. He just said straight up, yo, I don't see you taking that next level next level and left it at that. I mean, Chris, I mean, Chris, so Chris had brought up a point. I mean, Chris, so what you think? So basically, you think it's completely fine because you think in a certain way that's just Shad trying to motivate Donovan Mitchell to a certain extent. But I also see where Kyrie's coming from because I honestly, like Kyrie said, it wasn't he kind of just threw it out there. It wasn't like it was just there's no context behind it. Like, like I see I see exactly from both sides where you guys are coming from, though. Like I really do. And I see where Chris coming from, too, because, yeah, we, we haven't seen Donovan Mitchell uh, take the Jazz far yet. And to uh, to Greg's point, the Jazz aren't necessarily a team that we tune into season in and season out because it's the Utah Jazz. They're a small market team. They barely get any national TV time. But it's like – it just came – it was just weird to me. It just came off weird to me saying it to a player like Donovan Mitchell who who's showing, like, he he has the tools and he does have the skill set. And he's still early in his career, career where – the likelihood of him taking it to the next level and taking the Jazz to the next level is high. I don't see why. Like, he look, who, like look who's who, who's in his draft class, and tell uh, me who's better than him right now. Who who's better than Donovan Mitchell from the twenty seventeen class? Yeah, mm, Jason Tatum. No, Jason Tatum. No, shut up my boy, no. shut up my boy Markel, bro. I'm not saying I'm not saying Markel Fools is like better than Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum. I literally oh. just want to my boy Mar- Markel. Why about, y'all always taking this? Y'all on oh, edge. Yeah, I, I, you know what, Kyrie? I wanted to throw De'Aaron Fox, but he just started to turn into a great point guard this year. Like he, you could say, oh, you could throw him in that. Oh, he's a great young player conversation now. But he wait, has been playing well last year. Oh, wait a minute, no, what? No, I'm talking about De'Aaron Fox. I didn't. What? What's going on? Oh no, you right? Yeah, I'm talking about De'Aaron Fox. I'm saying De'Aaron Fox. I was. You heard what you said about De'Aaron Fox, but I'm just saying De'Aaron Fox is like he's finally having like that great season. He's living up to that contract that he just. Uh, he had a contract I, last year. No, I'm talking about De'Aaron Fox getting the mass contract. I don't know who you're talking about? But you said like he just started putting up twenty. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like he's doing like his shooting is just like increased. Like his shooting is just increased from last year. His so. three point shooting increased. That's it. Well, that's important now because the league is about three point shooting. So I you mean, think so we just so one thing he just got better like that? Well, I mean, if you can't shoot in the league, teams kind of sag off you and then they kind of take advantage of the fact we you can't shoot. I mean, we can look at Ben Simmons and the Greeks. They probably able to that. He's right, still that Celtics, so please. Huh? I said Ben Simmons just led the 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 the, the Sixers to a, a win against the Celtics. Yeah, Please. but but the reality, Greg, is we watched him in the playoffs, and him not being able to shoot was how it really was just a, a damage to us. Listen, man, you said that. You listen, man. You just said De'Aaron Fox just started playing like this. That's what you said. No, no, I'm talking about like three point shooting wise. Like he's finally living up. Like three point shooting wise, that was always his weakness, and now he's finally hitting that three point shot. While we're looking at this 2017 draft for a second, can I just throw you, Colin? You mind if I you you mind if I throw out a question real quick? Go ahead. Y'all think Lamelo? I'm um, Lamelo. Uh, what's the name of the other brother? The older Lonzo brother. Lonzo, you, y'all think Lonzo Ball? Mind you, this is a contract year for him. Y'all think Lonzo Ball gonna get a uh, max extension? No. He's playing terrible. No. He's playing terrible. <laughs> 
he's not, that's he's not, what I think too. Good contract right now, bro. They they about to let him go. Have Nikhil have either Nikhil or Alexander Walker or, or Kerry uh, Lewis. They're probably gonna let Kerry Lewis. Yeah, but I definitely want to go back to what Mar said. Mar said what? So who is better than Donovan Mitchell in that 2017 draft class? So the only All Stars in that class is him, Tatum, and Bam. They was the only yeah. All Stars in that class for so yeah. far. So, I like Tatum over Mitchell. I'm beyond. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was leaning toward. I, I, me, I mean, I love both. Honestly, they're both like great all star talents, young all star talents. But I mean, but, I see where you're coming from, Mar. Like, I see. Okay. I like he's definitely no. He's definitely the second best in that class so far. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bob, yeah. Okay. I mean, yes. Yeah, uh, but definitely though. I mean, so so far. I mean, so what's? I'm just go one by one. Just give like. So you think Shaq soft hating or not? Just to really like that one point answer. I mean, Chris, I'm gonna go with you. Yes or no? Shaq soft hating. Yes or no? What you say, Chris? He's not hating. He's not hating. Kyrie, yes or no? Soft hating or not? Yeah, because he. If that were to be constrict, if that were to be criticism, there should have been context or something behind it. All right. Okay. Okay. Lodge, soft hating, yes or no? Uh, I guess you can say it is in a way. You can say, are right, you leaning toward Mars? Soft hating, yes or no? I'm gonna say no because Shaq also said he uh, that's his favorite player. So I mean, right. you just that's what I said. What can he really say? You just take it or leave it. All right, Greg, soft hating, yes or no? I say no because it's consistent with who Shaq has always been. Plus, Shaq gets paid to give his opinion, and he gave his opinion. Right. I thought it was soft hitting too, so I heard Greg is uh Greg and um and Mars point, and I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that actually isn't that. Like, even though I don't like the way he delivered it, I, I see your points help me uh, be able to understand that. So, all right. So that concludes episode twenty. Or oh, actually, guys, so we're gonna touch a little bit on football. It's actually something new. Deshaun Washington said uh, his main destination he'd like to go to is the Jets. It was actually pretty surprising. I don't know if you guys got the notification. Yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Actually, I mean, if he was just gonna go there because of Robert Sala, I wish the Eagles would have tried to got Robert would have worked harder to get him. Facts, facts. I mean, Kyrie. I mean, Chris. What's your thoughts on that one? I'm gonna pray for him. That's all. <laughs> facts, bro. I don't get it. Mar, what, what, what? You got anything you want to add to that one? Um, somebody, I think somebody told me Bill O'Brien got hired at. Um, then Bill O'Brien, yeah, he got hired. Alabama, yeah, he got, yeah, he's the, yeah, he went to Bama. So, um, I just want to say, I don't understand why he wants to go to New York. I don't like those two moves right there. Don't really make any sense to me. No, I, I mean. Oh, go ahead. I, I, I can't really just understand either one of them because they don't make complete sense to me. I mean, go ahead, Greg. What 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 you had to say today? I was gonna say like I, I, I from a from a optics perspective, I think it it makes sense. I, I can understand why Deshaun Watson might want to go to the Jets more than it, than you would think because yes, the Jets are in rebuilding mode. Yes. But they have the second highest. I think they have the second highest. Um, what's the word? Uh, like not cap, but like like money to spend on free agents. Uh, in the league right now, it's either second or third. Um, they have the number. What is it? The number two pick in the draft. They just hired a defense. They just hired a coach who everyone is screaming is going to be a great head coach. Richard Sherman gave him his blessing, saying that they got to go with it with the Jets. 
And Deshaun Watson is looking to leave a franchise where um, it didn't feel like he had he had the autonomy and the support of the ownership. When you get when you get someone when you okay, but when you have a team like the Jets who have been terrible and trash for so long, bro, I feel like they get Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson even gets them to an AFC championship game or even gets them to the divisional round, Deshaun Watson will be a legend in New York. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Deshaun Watson is, from a, small, is a, from a small town in, I believe, South Carolina, if memory serves me correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, he comes from humble beginnings. He was crying when he got his max contract extension a year ago because he never fathomed that his life was going to be like that. He goes to – he leaves from the Houston market and goes to one of the biggest markets in the world in New York and gets them at least to an AFC championship game. Keyshawn Johnson got them to an AFC championship game, and people still whoa, come up. Whoa, 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 like I'm saying, imagine what Deshaun Watson could do for the Jets franchise. Let them let them get an AFC Championship game. Let them have an appearance in the Super Bowl. Not even win, an appearance in the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson will literally be carried across, uh, will carry be carried down what I don't know what streets in New York or city are called, but carried around the biggest street in New York City. I'm saying it right now. So I, see, I see where you're coming from, but mm-hmm. I look I look at it deeper than the lack of talent they have on the roster. I just look at their front offense and the mistakes they've been making these past couple of years, well, past years in general when they haven't been competing and they've been bad mistakes. And we can compare it to the Houston Rockets. I feel like he's just leaving one bad internal situation to go to another bad internal situation. Uh, but I, I think my only pushback on that would be – I think my only pushback on that would be you had someone like Adam Gates, who was the last head coach, whose sole purpose was to come in on the offensive side of the football and transform uh, – I forget what the name of the quarterback in, in with the Jets is right now. But and transform that quarterback uh, – Sam Darnold. Transform, yeah, uh, transform Sam Darnold into a respectable quarterback. And he just gave the defense to Greg uh, Williams to deal with. When you have Robert Sala, Robert Sala didn't – like we saw, I saw the true uh, makeup of a brother like the head coach Robert Sala when all them injuries to the San Francisco 49ers uh, defense happened this past year. The brother was still, I think, middle of the pack in terms of the defense. And mind you, literally they lost like like five of their of their starters that was on the defensive team from um that went to the Super Bowl last year. So when you have a brother like that, he brings the judge defense back to respectability, and you don't have to worry about the offense as much when you've got a brother like Deshaun Watson because that's a certified baller. And then you could work on getting him more offensive talent and help um, because they have such a large um, – um, like they have, they have a, a high amount of money to spend on free agents. You know what I'm saying? And they have a high draft pick. So you take all those things and they have a lot of draft picks in this draft, uh, if, if memory serves me correct. So you can take all that into consideration. You're like, yo, I got a, I got a head coach that, that can cha- transform a defense. We have enough money to invest in the offense. And we got a lot of draft picks. I'm Deshaun Watson. I'm like, if I get them to the back to the playoff, people look at me like I'm a god again. Like I'm a god in that city. I'm a small brother from a, 
I'm from uh, from South Carolina, and I go to the biggest market in the world, and I get them back into the playoffs. You trying to tell me people won't look? At, I won't get all this uh all this uh all these uh side revenue. People I won't mean, look at me like I'm one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. Come on, I don't think it's as I, I don't think it's a, look at it from the other side though. Looking from the other side, he just wasted an entire season in Houston, bro, because the team was bad. So okay. goes but who is his head coach? The team doesn't the team doesn't amount to what they're expecting. But my whole, he has another wasted season in one of his prime years. But my whole, but my, but my, my I was gonna say my whole thing is, but Deshaun Watson, it wasn't just the fact that he was on a bad team; it was all the decisions that people. His coach was the GM and the head coach. Bill O'Brien is bun, hot bun. Okay, the brother got got rid of Deshaun Watson. Okay, they didn't even include him in the hiring process. I understand how inept the Jets are, but I don't think that they're as they're the, like the New York is the New York franchise is such a star driven market that like the, I at least think that they if there's a superstar they at least you know what I'm saying cater to their superstars. But then Greg, so why not? So why can't the Jets just wait? All right, wait. Actually, one second, Mar. I want to ask. So what's your thoughts on what Greg on, on what Greg said? Actually, what, what's your thoughts, Mar? Like you think. Like what? What's your thoughts on that? You think that that's a good scenario for Deshaun Watson? I mean, yeah. I mean, look look at what the Jets been through. Look at the last time they actually made noise or actually household names. So I mean, like if he gets if he gets it done with the Jets or like even makes it there that far, it's like okay, he will be looked at differently, and he he's gonna be a top five quarterback. So, um, I can see it, but I just I I don't like. The idea of him going there when there's so many different and better there's places. So many better options. I mean, all right. I where mean, I think. Where do, where do y'all think he should go then? Miami. Miami. On the same front. Miami. You just said, Greg. All right. All right. All right. Listen. All right. Lot That's enough football. But uh, that that's gonna conclude episode 27 of the Restricted Zone podcast. I want to thank my fellow calls and my special guest Greg uh, for being able to come today. I really appreciate every single one of you, Kyrie, Chris, Mar, and Elijah. I really appreciate every single one of you guys. Uh, follow us on Instagram, the Restricted Zone Pod. Excuse me, Restricted Zone Pod. You can follow us each and then every single one of us individually on Instagram. The our Instagram uh, bios will be underneath inside the description. You can follow us. You can also tune in to us on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, and et cetera. And we will be pushing more contact every week. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks a lot for listening to us and have a great day and everyone.